Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another edition of Top of the Table. I'm your host, Brian Bentley, along with my other hosts, Chris Ballard there in Connecticut, Hank Alexander in Boston. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon, sir. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Uh, I find both of those statements to be uh, completely uh, <laughs> um, patronizing. Let's talk uh, MLS playoffs as your teams are both eliminated. (laughs) My team is um, hanging on by a thread. I think it's just been a long, drawn-out death rattle for both of mine and Hank's team. Oh, my God. It's been painful. Yeah. And then we're waiting for Dallas to join us whenever they get eliminated. Uh, Well, New England was officially eliminated yesterday. Um, I got to give props to Portland for their uh, their game against Seattle yesterday. Thought they played really, really well. They did, except for Bright DK. I don't know why he's in the team inf- instead of Boyd. Boyd must not be popular because I thought DK was terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched part of that game too, and I, I was curious why Boyd wasn't there. Is there some injury? Well, he's not there? started. He's not started any of the last, I think, three or four games. He's been dropped. I don't know whether there's something behind the scenes where he's not getting on with, with Gavin Wilkinson. But, I mean, the guy's getting paid, I think, $1.2 million a year, and DK's probably getting paid $17.47. So you'd think that he'd be in the team in front of him, but apparently not. Yeah, there, there's um, got to be something there, because Boyd has all but disappeared ever since uh, ever since the coaching change was made. Yeah, I mean, Wilkinson does strike me as the kind of guy who doesn't, Brook any kind of trouble, um, but Wilkinson would have been one of the guys who brought Boyd in in the first right. place because he's a general manager. Um, so it's surprising that he hasn't been given the time. I think next season, I think Caleb Port was probably going to pay a different way. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Boyd even more marginalised or maybe moved on if they can get rid of him. Do you think it's a? Um, and we said it a couple times with other players, uh, Kenny Cooper and. Do you, you think this has to do with not fitting the type of style that they're currently playing in Portland? Yeah, I mean, I think Boyd, when he's been given the service, he's been he, he scored. I mean, he's, he scored two goals against, um, might be even with three against LA when they got hammered 5-3 at home. Right. So, you know, he does score goals, but the way they play, a lot of it is they play quite narrow, Generally, whether or not that's the pitch, I have doubts because I don't think two yards either side can make that much of a difference to how you play. Right. Um, you know, you might well just—it's me laying down. I'm six feet and a bit. It's the length of me either side. I, I can't understand how that can make too much difference to the style of play that you have. Um, but they do seem to put the ball through the middle more than out wide, which is interesting because some of the goal, some of the best goals they've they've scored, the best team goals have been when they've gone wide. Hmm. Um, Mwanga scored. Uh, the winner against, I can't remember who it was, but a few weeks ago, and that came from from out wide for, through Zizo. So they do have wide players there. You know, Songo is another good player, but they both of them seem to cut in a lot, which seems to be the trend of modern football. I find it seems to happen more and more often. I noticed yesterday, and I and I sent you a, a text, Chris. Is that I thought Songo really just got manhandled by Hansen. I mean, just. More than once. Yeah, he did. I mean, I don't know. Songo is one of those players who's very talented, but I'm always slightly suspicious of players who start at a big club and then they get taken somewhere else and everyone says, oh, yeah, they were at Real Madrid, as if that's a good thing. I mean, I could have started my career at Real Madrid before anybody else knows. That's true. Um, and there's all, well, not that true. But there's there's always an aspect, you know, Teams like Real Madrid and, and you know teams in the Premiership don't move players on unless there's something they don't like about them. And maybe with Songo, it was injuries. Maybe he was he can't handle the physical side of the game. But he does seem to, whenever he gets tackled, he's one of those players who starts grabbing in various parts of his anatomy. Um, more because he thinks he's hurt rather than because he's feigning right. anything, I think. And he did seem to... He had a couple of good moments today, but not really enough to make Johansson lose any I sleep. I thought Johansson basically just took the ball whenever he wanted. Which just, I mean, just they were, played very physical with him and just took the ball away from him, and, it, and it, I thought it frustrated him quite a bit. Um, Freddie Montero's goal, phenomenal. Yeah, and I don't sure. like to like him, but he's really good. I mean, there was a, con- a piece of control in the first half where he juggled it, ran 
two defenders and really they should have scored because he put a really nice cross at the end of it but he's just way too good for Seattle and way too good for the league the way he's playing I'm surprised that he's still in MLS it's true I agree with that um, yeah you know, because yeah. you think, look at some of the players who have moved on, like Cameron and Holden and Reem. I mean, it's amazing that they're not looking at some of the more skillful players that they have here, because there are some really talented players. Um, Montero is still, you know, he's not old. He's still young enough to go over and have a good fist of the career over there. Um, his wife's English, I think, as well, as well as not bad to look at. No, so she's, she's rather so attractive. So yeah. She half English. She just seemed to have an American accent. I mean, she, she has did. a British passport, so I don't know. I think she must be having it. Maybe she was born in England but raised here. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, I did see that she had a British passport because she had to renew it last week. And some of these Seattle fans are like, why, why are you renewing your passport? She said, because I'm, you know, British. British passport can be a euphemism for nice tail or something along those right. lines. Speaking but... of uh, British passport. <laughs> I have a British Speaking passport. Speaking of British passport, Sarah <laughs> Wilson is on assignment this week. Speaking of and British as, passports. as earlier, uh, uh, as you said, wide up the middle, uh, Mark is going to join us later. He would have made that joke if he was here. Yeah, um, somebody had For those of it. you that follow Mark on Twitter, uh, you will know he is no longer uh, wide across the middle or up the middle. And he posted a very um, very honest and uh, very uh, entertaining entertaining blog on his uh, on his site, theafternoonnap.blog.com. WordPress.com this week. Um, if you get a chance to check it out, so there. Mark might call call in later. Uh, he's taking care of some stuff with his boys at home. He's going to try to call in. Uh, so <laughs> it's funny when you say boys. I think you mean euphemistically. Well, I, 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 if you read the, if you read the article, then you would know. Yeah, I, I kind of did that <laughs> on purpose. You might be having somebody else take care of the boys for a while. Um. So uh. So now that we've got that out of the way, with yesterday's draw, Seattle takes the uh, Cascadia Cup. Who's that? No, they don't. No, no because That's Portland were winning. Undecided. I thought Portland were in front before yesterday. I thought Portland. So I, I thought it, they were saying it was undecided. So let's take a quick look well, at the yes, please. Uh, results. So it's normally, the normally the part with the two people in our chat room uh, tell me that I'm wrong. Yes, we're, they're not here. I will yet, surprise so. everybody that's listening to this podcast because nobody's watching. Anyway, the uh, the point being is I think because yeah, Chris is right. Portland was leading in that um, in that event because uh, but I think is there yet one more game to be played between. Uh, Vancouver and Seattle. No, all the, no. Uh, well, Seattle played Portland on October seventh in Seattle, which will probably be a decider. But I have the table as it is in front of me, and all all the teams have played four. Portland have eight points, Seattle five, and Vancouver two. Um, I don't know the remaining fixtures between Seattle and Vancouver, but I know that Portland play Seattle, like I say, at Central Infield in October. I'm looking at an article on the MLS website titled Sounders Happy to Keep Hold of Cascadia Cup a Bit Longer, meaning they haven't, they've yet to lose it. Yeah, they haven't uh, lost it yet. Oh, I'll have the fixtures here. Vancouver, Seattle, September the 29th, which is, I guess, next two weeks' time. That's on NBC. And then Seattle, Portland, October 7th. That's on ESPN, surprisingly. And then Vancouver, Portland, October 21st. And Portland could have clinched yesterday with a win. Right, so yeah. Three, yeah, three games left in the Cascadia Cup. So there's. So if Portland get a draw in Seattle, then they win. So there is that. Um, let's keep talking. Of course, that would be Portland getting a result in Seattle. Let's keep talking playoffs here. Um, FC Dallas uh, pulling one out of, uh, let's say, thin air. As opposed to saving David Ferrara, as opposed, as opposed to another word I wanted to use, <laughs> um, Julian de Guzman volle- volleying a rebound off of a uh, uh, defended corner kick, twenty-five yards out, chests the ball down to himself, puts in a rocket. Ninety-six minute, uh, Dallas takes a one-no victory over Vancouver, moving them one point out of that fifth spot. I was there. Uh, I tweeted a little bit from the show account. It was a it was a physical game. Uh, I think we have a new rivalry here. These two teams don't like each other. The last time they played in Vancouver, numerous fights you know broke out, uh, and that's where those two teams picked up where they left off. 
The ref didn't have control of the game. It was chippy. It was physical. In the last 10 minutes, FC Dallas uh, had so many chances inside the 18. Oh, Mark is calling. Marky Mark. Mark, are you on the phone? Are you on your iPhone? I'm on my iPhone. Oh, are you not driving? Okay. No, but I'm naked. That's Mark V, good. everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, Mark. I just woke up. That's sorry. Okay. Well, not not too it's long okay. ago. Uh, we were discussing the uh, Julian de Guzman goal last night that kept. What a cracker, no man! Kidding. What a what a great freaking goal! That was amazing. I actually saw that. I, I tried not to yell during the opera gala because of it. Well, <laughs> I was at the game and I did yell because I would said it earlier. It was it was the second best goal that I've seen in person in soccer. When you yelled, was it more of a guttural roar or was it more of a... Ah! Um, it was kind of like uh, Damon Wayans and Blank Man. Okay. <laughs> nice. Nice. Ah! Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> so there was that. Um, how, uh, for those still wondering, the best goal I've ever seen, Samuel Eto from about 25 yards out versus FC Dallas. Uh, put in a roller coaster of a shot that uh, had about 14 parabolas before it went in. Wow. That's probably the first time we've used the word parabola on this show. Um, I had to remember what a parabola yes. was for a second. Yeah. Yes. I know I know a couple of girls with quite a few parabolas, uh, but, you know, when they wear clingy dresses. There you go. Um, hey, um, so what, what else have we talked about today? We talked about the uh, Portland-Seattle game yesterday. Okay. That's all we've talked about. Now we're talking about... Well, we did talk about Cascadia Cup. It's still up for grabs. It's huge in some people's minds because that's all Portland is playing for right now. And when is That the was the plan for the beginning. I think, I think what they're trying to do is build... They're trying to go a step at a time. Cascadia Cup, uh, then probably another smaller cup, uh, then working their way up to uh, the Supporters Cup. Playoffs. Yeah. When, Open when, Cup. When is, when is the final match? There's three games left. Um, there's one that's September 29th, Seattle, Vancouver. Uh, October 7th, Portland, Seattle. And October the 21st, I think, which is Vancouver, Portland. Okay. So if, if Portland get a draw in Seattle, they win. Uh-huh. All right. Hipster yeah. trifecta. Yeah. But that would mean that Portland actually have to show up and not be rubbish. And, we talk, and I mentioned yesterday that I... Or earlier that I felt that uh, Songo was just so easily moved off the ball uh, by Johansson yesterday. Just anytime he wanted, just like pushing over a little kid. Not that I condone that or do that um, or admit to that on the air. You'd, but but you do it. Oh, that's okay. Hank, what happened yesterday? Oh, dude, my team sucks. Is what happens. Um, great great start. Well. Great start. Um, you know, but. Oh, damn, Chris Pontius, when is he going to get a call up? Um, you know, he's that kind of in, uh, forward that the United States national team just could really kind of use. You know, somebody moves well off the ball, gets into those spaces. You know, he's kind of like a, a large, well-cut Clint Dempsey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, get that in that game, man. And, you know, came back in last season, and he's kind of – he's beat – is anybody else hearing Mark? Mark calling in from a Jack in the Box drive-thru. Uh, What's wrong? You, uh, you, uh, you, and, uh, or, uh, 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 small fries. Let's go. <laughs> really? Still? Large orange drink. Uh, and no, then... Can I talk about seeing my balls? Yeah, then? Well, it's, yeah and we we talked we a little bit about that. that in your, in your we absence. alluded to it earlier without coming out and saying it directly. Yeah, that's yeah. me. Yeah, so, so New England's done. They're out of the playoffs now for the third year in a row. Um, you know, you got to give a little bit of slack to a, a rookie head coach with um, yeah. you know, he's trying to rebuild his team. Uh, at the same time, you know, there's there's a lot of. Uh, People wondering, you know, what's what's in store for New England long term at this stage because. Um, but he also has no coaching experience, and they got rid of Shelly Joseph. Yeah. yeah, 
I mean, it, you, you, you got Senna, you got uh, uh, Roland. Senna blew out his knee, though. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying you have there are things to build on. Right. There are things to look forward to. Okay. I mean, yeah. you know, Lee Wen, you know, has still got some game left in him. Yes. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, Sen's going to be out for the first 12, 15 weeks of next season. No, he won't. He'll be back. He might miss the first one or two. He was out 12 to 15 weeks as of the injury. So, am I right? I might be. I'm just, ba- I'm just basing it on. Yeah, but, I mean, come on, come on. Omar got hurt. Omar blew his leg out in January. Yeah. And he, 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 he came back. Bad news. Bad news it all. can happen. And, you know, that's credit to New England turf. You know, Danny Coverman's blew out his knee yep. there. Yeah. And Sam blew out his knee. You gotta wonder. We this isn't the first player we've lost to knee injury in New England. You gotta figure that they want to do something about it. Um, but no, they don't. <laughs> Patriots rule there, and the Patriots, Patriots. It's all about the New England Patriots, even though they lost today. It's true. Still, you know, field to Arizona uh, on a on a missed forty two yarder. God. After it's the meal. same thing we we say a lot though. They're not until they get a new ownership group and are, are allowed to move out of there. They're never going to progress. And as long as the crafts are in charge, you don't really see the the club ever being anything other than some way to fill up or you know quarter exactly. fill, right fill up Gillette Stadium in the summer. Agreed. Agreed. It's it's kind of been my uh, I've been saying that all along. I just don't think. They have any interest really in developing a, a pure soccer team, uh, you know, that has true connections into into the uh, into the community. I mean, there are a lot of soccer fans. There are a lot of people that love that team, and uh, it's a shame that you know the ownership doesn't seem to care as much as the fans okay. do. They just make it so hard to, to so like them. What was that? And say, at some point, if we get a new commissioner that has a set. Is he going to step up to the crafts and say, hey, look, come to play or get out? Is that a possibility, do we think? Well, I mean, it, it could be in terms of certain ways. What, what are you going to say? Somebody's got to lose every year, right? I mean, it's, it's, going, to be, it's going to be that way. Um, these, these teams, as they are right now, without any kind of threat of, you know, being demoted or, you know, no threat of any, I'm not, I'm not advocating relegation uh, per se, but uh, you know, there's really, there's nothing there that says, Hey, well, you know, there's always next year. It's, there's always next year for the craft family. They don't care to win this year. Um, they, you know, Brian Bellello, the Revs president seems to care a little bit more. At least, you know, he talks about the right things about getting a stadium, about get moving the team into uh, an urban area. Um, Apparently they had something in the works stadium wise and they hit a few roadblocks this summer and haven't been able to, to resolve those issues yet. It's, it's a tough, tough, uh, scenario for, uh, for Revs fans. You know, they, they kind of have an ownership, uh, that says, yeah, we'll, we'll let you guys look at a stadium, but we're not going to really go over our heads to make it happen. You know, I'd really love to have something like uh Kansas city ownership, just go out and make it happen. And, do it right. So let's kind of stay in that same vein and shift and shift to a different city and look at Toronto FC, where they had about twenty people for their game, and they were passing out flyers through the stands saying to boycott concessions and uh, souvenirs so MLS E uh, would kind of feel the effects. And that's a team that had a great surge whenever they made the change to Paul Mariner's head coach. Uh, but they mm-hmm. lost Coverman's, as we mentioned earlier, and now they are just in the crapper. But they've always been in the crapper, and it's unfortunate because the first year they had an amazing fan base. They still do have a, a very I mean, fan base. It's a very disgruntled fan base. And I mean, do you guys remember their first home goal two seasons ago? <laughs> so, it was seat cushion day. <laughs> And they scored the first goal, and like 15,000 seat cushions just go flying onto the pitch. It was an amazing thing to watch. They've got a great fan base, and they've just done nothing but make bad turn after bad turn and wrong decision. You know, it's just, there's, I don't know what's going on there. Let's see if I can find that video. 
Yeah, I'll it's uh, it on the site. It's something to be. I mean, like we said, somebody's got to be last, but it always seems to be Toronto. There's um, there's just nothing going right for that team, team wise. You know, they've they've had good players. They've brought in the DPS. They've done well at, in Champions League. Um, but they just can't seem to get anything going in the league. They win the the uh, Canada Cup, whatever the Voyagers Cup, um, consistently do well in that tournament so they can get into the CONCACAF Champions League. But, you know, then what? Where, do you get, where are you going to take this team? You know, and I really look at this team from – you get look at it from the start to finish. They've had so much movement in their front office – they haven't had a chance to build up any kind of consistency. You look at New England, they had the same coach for nine years, ten years. You know, and they saw a peak and then they saw a trail. They haven't had that chance to really do anything with with Toronto. They they haven't gotten it right, so they keep you know, keep throwing it out. And they throw the baby out with the bathwater. I've always wanted to use that as saying on the show. Actually, uh and to uh I'm gonna post this under the website, but uh, it was Frisbee Day. In Toronto, oh, frisbee day. It's out of the seat cushion day. It's frisbee day. I'm looking at it right now. As it's. Does that sound like a really stupid idea to anybody else? Well, that's like that's like the fa- <laughs> that, that the famous. Thing. It was it was seat cushion. No, day. I'm looking at it, Mark. It's frisbee no. day. It was. Seat cushion. I'm looking Stop. at the video, Mark. It's t- frisbee. Does the video say frisbees or does it the video say seat? Cushion? I'm looking at people throwing effing frisbees onto the field, they Mark. I will punch you in your now skinny neck if you don't shut your mouth. There were seat cushions. Who in the right... Well, again, okay, it is Toronto, so who in the right mind would give away Frisbees at a football oh, match? I'm to mute your mic. So anyway, um, while we're talking about last place Toronto and Julian de Guzman, seat cushions. I'm going to bring it back around to the actual show. Uh, Julian de Guzman made this comment last night. I will never forget the words of Paul Mariner saying he wants to make sure he'll send me to a last place team and let me burn in the heat. A very candid de Guzman said... It worked out for myself, getting the last laugh, the karma of things. Right now, who's the last place team in the league and who's battling for the playoffs? He neglected to ask how he wow. liked them apples. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's it's, a uh, pretty mean thing for Mario to say there, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't seem like a very classy comment to come out with. And whenever whenever the trade happened here, um, we were very – there's discussion with some people in the press box like – why Why did we take a holding midfielder DP? I don't understand. Um, and basically, he was, given, he was given to us with Toronto paying uh, quite a bit. But he was... He was yeah, I mean... He just should... hit the ejector seat and got rid of him. And that's why Toronto is, is struggling because they, they take so much... They're paying such rubbish money for players who haven't been performing. They have no cap space to, to negotiate with. They have nothing... They can't bring people in most of the time because they don't have any space. And even someone like Kuvmans, who has been quite good, went and got himself crocked. And Frings has been in and out of the side because he keeps getting injured. So yeah. I think it, it, it's a combination of, of inept front office management and a little bit of bad fortune. Okay, Chris, since you brought up Torsten Frings, I've got to ask this because I have yet to look it up myself. But what is it that sounds like Torsten Frings when your bits get twisted around each other? Torsion. Torsion. Thank you. Why Sorry. did you ask the Englishman that? Why did you, Why did you assume that I know? <laughs> I mean, I did know, I suppose. But well, I well, even knew I just that. Thought, I, I wasn't necessarily asking Chris. I was putting it out there more rhetorically for someone to answer. Maybe from the chat room. I don't know. There's nobody in the chat. Room. How many room. How many weeks yeah, have we done this show? It's just me and Hank. There's like seven <laughs> people that downloaded on yeah. iTunes, and I think that's probably three people doing it twice. Okay. Yeah. So see. Uh, so let's look at your uh, your playoff standings uh, very quickly. Um, in the West, San Jose picking up a two nothing win over Chivas last night. Um, by the way, that P- that P- uh, PK for uh, for San Jose, just off of a stupid, stupid uh, Chivas foul in the box. Should be sent off. But hey, but let's 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 go back a few weeks. What was Wando giving that PK for three weeks ago? I can't. The, there there is a red card. 
for a fight or yellow cards for a fight in the box. The whistle was blown long after the, the corner kick was taken, long after the play was out of the box, yet it comes back in for a PK. I still want to know what that was for and why and how. Well, I know last uh, night that was a stupid foul. Alan, Alan Gordon running across the top inside of the box just delivered a forearm shiver in the back of the ribs, and it took a while for them to call that a PK. I mean, it took it was over a minute or two before they finally got around to calling it. It should really have been sent off as yeah. well. It was stupid. I mean, he, he knew what he was doing. Rob Fraser got ejected, right? Yeah. There you go. But you look uh, San Jose with a five-point lead. Um, over the oh, Flounders, no. right? Supporter Shield, their five-point lead over Kansas City at 51. But in the West, they are eight points over Seattle in second. Galaxy coming on. Uh, tie with Salt Lake at 46 points, Galaxy in third, Salt Lake in four, uh, Vancouver 37 points, and FC Dallas 36. FC Dallas played has already played 30 games, so yeah, it's just Vancouver that, so. are dropping like a stone. They are, there. yeah, and Vancouver has a harder um, rest of the way, shall we say? They've got to play uh, Colorado, Seattle, and Salt Lake. Uh, where I think Dallas plays Chivas twice. So we we get uh, San Jose at Buckshaw at Chivas at Seattle. So you get, but you get six points guaranteed, right? I mean, where are you guaranteed? You're playing Chivas twice. Well, I don't know about guaranteed. San Jose, but, uh, San Jose, Chivas, Seattle. Those are our next three. Then, and then, don't you have a Chivas at the end? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, October twenty eighth. So you have four games left, yes, right? Three on the road. So, so you've got um, San Jose, which will, at Buckshaw, that's a tough ask. You'll be lucky to get a result there, but you, you get should three pick points up three achievers, yeah. And then you got Seattle. You're away to Seattle again, another tough ask. And then you're home to Chivas. However, however, if you look, uh, last time we played Chivas it was a tie. I want to say. Shortly after that, uh, that that silly trade they uh, she was had made with uh, Philadelphia. So I don't know. I mean, I would you know I don't want to say I don't know that they're going to win, but uh, let me see if I can. Oh, the Danny Califf yeah. effect. Yeah, the famous Danny Califf effect. That was a zero zero. That was draw. a zero zero back June. Yeah, that's right. And you guys sucked that's... back then. And you didn't have Ferreira. trying to downplay. I'm tr- you didn't have trying to downplay, but how you know the last time we played Seattle on this, on September second was a one one draw. So there you go. You know I don't. We we haven't been uh, the team hasn't been blown out. Last time uh, they played San Jose was on uh, July the eighteenth. That was a two one loss to San Jose. That was also when Breck Shea imploded. Um, you kind of get the the feeling that this FC Dallas team is a little bit like uh, the Cleveland Indians of Major League. Is that they're just you know you know who cares? Let's go out and let's play. Um, I think now that they've got everybody back and they're healthy, they really truly have nothing to lose. And if they make the playoffs, it's a bonus. Um, but this is a team that's been injured all year, and there's been some questionable uh, player choices. And I think you kind of reap what you sow. Yep. Well, speaking of major league, this doesn't apply to anything. But I noticed a few weeks ago that the guy who does the Allstate commercials is, is uh, Dennis Haysbert, Yes. Yeah, I only noticed he was the guy in Major League. Like, he's Serrano. Yeah. Uh, I won't do his catchphrase on air because otherwise Brian will make a face. But once I found that out, that's right. Yeah. I thought that would be very entertaining if they put that in the All-State commission. That would be nice. And he was also the the president on 24. That's right. I never watched that. And in the unit. Great show. Not, Not about Mark. Right. Believe it or not. Great but. David Mamet show called The Unit, yes. Hey, speaking of The sure. Unit, Mark, are you still here? I'm uh, here. I'm listening. Sure. I, 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 I don't want to just call in and take over. I'm, no, I'm listening. So, never normally stop right. you, Mark. He does that this when he is, videos this it. This is a story. Let's talk a little bit more about the uh, the playoff scenario in the West because I don't think anybody's truly mathematically eliminated yet. No, I mean, I was looking at our schedule just now. Galaxy got Toronto, Colorado, Salt Lake, San Jose, and Seattle. Right. Those last Shivas, few games. Has, Shivas has seven games, and they uh, so that's what twenty-one points. They'll so, get three. Yeah, but if they, technically, if they win out, they're at forty-nine. 
and the cutoff right now is 37. 37 yeah. 37. Jason Davis. Yeah, Jason right. Davis wouldn't get that joke. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even though they can get to 50, some of those other games that other teams have to play are going to be against each other. Right. So I would imagine that cutoff is going to be a minimum of, of a couple of extra points if you if you hear what I'm saying, because yeah. they, they can both get zero points. Yeah, I'm Although, not saying, sometimes, it, yeah. I'm just saying mathematically they're not eliminated. And then, yeah. you, and then you look over in the East and the Revolution are at 28 points in eighth place. They're already eliminated, but the impact at 39 points above them in seventh, uh, the crew in sixth with 42. Uh, and then that, get ready, Mark. Um, your Eastern Conference, number one, Sporting KC, 51. Number two, the Chicago. Eastern. Oh, darn, his phone went out. Chicago in second at 50 points. My boy. Uh, Red Bull New York in third with 49. Houston Dynamo. Uh, fourth at 46, DC United fifth at 44. Um, and KC come to New York on Wednesday. Yes. Ooh. God, it would be great just to be really self-employed and financially well enough enough to just travel down to New York and see these awesome games that are going to happen. Because <laughs> yeah. we're not so, getting on New England. We just don't get awesome games anymore. I'm New York in New England next week. Or yes. That, yeah. I don't. Yeah. So, aren't you coming? Uh, I don't know. I, I've kind of stepped away from writing the match reports. Sorry? Don't. Just don't. Don't, don't bait him. That's, don't even say that. Don't even, I shouldn't have even mentioned it. <laughs> Mark's, he's going to say it. He's the master at baiting people. <laughs> uh, and now I've just, I've, I've, I've explicited myself right there. I did it. I fell into Mark's trap right. without him having to say anything. Um, this picture is distracting. Know, right? It's better than this one. Yeah. Well, that's true, but I don't see that, so it's okay. Uh, other scores from yesterday: Chicago beating Montreal three-one, DC uh, winning over New England two-one. We discussed earlier: New York, Columbus, New York winning three-one. Awesome, uh, T.R. Henry's goal. Henry. That was it was all right. Goalkeeper was slightly culpable, but it was still a really good effort to get it in from there. To see it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Portland. Yeah. And how about Grunenbaum, you know, doing oh, the smashing face, his face. Smashing yeah. his face against the pole, post, whatever. Portland, Seattle, and, and Tor- uh, Toronto and Philadelphia both uh, drawing at one. Yeah, not a lot of uh, scorcher games. I felt sorry for Toronto there because they had the lead. And, uh, you know, I, I just feel bad. I feel bad for Dwayne Rollins, and I feel bad for Ben Rycroft, those people up there that really follow that team, and follow and love the sport, and just you know, they're not they don't have the team to to get them the win. You're talking about New England or Toronto? Toronto. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, on a tangent, do we have any do we have any thoughts about Winalda and Merritt Paulson? I have as little thoughts about Ronaldo as I can possibly have because the guy just annoys me. I don't even I think I blocked him on Twitter, but I didn't tell him because that's kind of tragic when people do that. I just cherish in never getting any tweets if he's in my timeline. Right. Yeah, I don't. I, I, yeah. don't, I don't follow him. I don't. Uh... Neither do I. I don't follow him. But I, you know, all the brouhaha and then Zach wrote something up about him. And, <laughs> that was you funny. Know. Yeah, and then Zach got called out. Yeah. The best though was when Grant Wall. When Grant Wall corroborated it. I missed this, though, because I had heard that he did something about uh, with somebody at Fox Soccer, but I didn't hear what it was, so dish. Uh, Eric Winalda tweeted that Zach Woosley is a tool, and, of course, oh. the rest of the Internet uh, agreed. And then um, <laughs> Grant Wall came on and basically made the remark that uh, uh, because Zach took a conversation that was – that was supposed to have been private and made it public that he is a tool. That's a, wasn't it on Twitter? Yeah, it was on Twitter. It wasn't, a that doesn't count as private. I'm sorry. I don't, it didn't affect me. I saw it and laughed. I sent, and so I sent him a text and told Grant, him he's a tool. Grant called Zach Woosley a tool as yes. well. Excellent. Uh, more importantly, also, if, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't add that, uh, LA picking up a two win over color two nothing win over Colorado this week. Colorado are terrible, though, yes. aren't they? They are. And actually, Vancouver has to play Colorado, so that could go either way. Uh, 
Um, you know, so it could be Vancouver that's got the easier. They do play Portland. They do play Chivas. Yeah, I mean, Vancouver have a chance of making the playoffs. They had a really good start, but for the past, I want to say like six weeks, they've been pretty abject. So it gets to the stage now, even though when they need to be getting results, you can't see them getting any results because they are playing so badly. I object. Well, I think the 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 scary thing for the league is you look at uh, look at the Galaxy as Sarvas gets a goal, uh, Wilhelmson comes on, uh, gets a goal. Uh, excuse me, Sarvas had an assist. Uh, Wilhelmson comes in, gets a goal, uh, and it's just it's like it is turning into a murderer's row on the West Coast, but they've still got to compete with San Jose and. And San Jose, I don't think... I mean, I know they're... You know, people are saying they're going to win the Supporters' Shield, but they don't seem to be getting the, the right amount of credit for the way they play. Uh, Gordon's goal yeah. yesterday was as good a goal as you're going to see anywhere for passing, and, and they still have this Goonies reputation. I don't know what he's doing. He loves to sing the Skype theme song to himself. Yeah. So much so, much so that he, want, he wants echo. that to be his ringtone on his iPhone. <laughs> I think uh, well, San Jose, like you said, I mean they they gr- they grind out wins when they need to, and that's the difference. They don't do it with a whole lot of flash, right? Um, but they have and, put four goals past some. You know, they, I mean, yeah. only, only Colorado, but at times they've turned up and really turned on the style. I think what they were doing at certain stages, what LA were doing last year at certain points, where they were, you know, not playing that well. And still somehow getting their result. Right. right. Yep. And on that note, on that note, I have to throw this in there. As you said, just like the Galaxy last year, people are falling prey to the hype. We weren't that great a team last year, but we managed to grind them out. There were a lot that we should have lost. That well, being you still said, won MLS Cup though. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is a lot of the teams gave up. Oh, you, you're saying seen, they're defeated before they even showed up. No, kind of no, resigned. no. Come, come to the minute, they're like, oh, well, they're just going to come back on us anyway. Let's, you know, you can see a lot of shoulder shrugging going on with the opposing teams that, that San Jose is playing. To their credit, they finish every game. But I think a lot of teams are buying into the hype. It's like teams going into Denver and insisting on having oxygen when medically it's completely unneeded. It's all hype. I think San Jose is a really good team, but I think they're very beatable. Well, this is MLS. Every team's beatable, aren't they? But what I'm saying is I think a lot of teams are buying into the hype and putting themselves out of the game late in the game. Right, yeah. They they get into a stage 60, 70 minutes where they might be in front and they're expecting... And they're they're just expecting... It becomes self-fulfilling, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean that happened. Like I say, that did happen with LA last year when they were getting into games, fifteen minutes to go, nil nil, and it just it was inevitable the way LA would get a goal sometimes. Um, but then again, I guess if San Jose have that going for them, they might as well take advantage of it. Exactly, exactly. I think they should, and they have. I think someone's going to get them in the playoffs, though. I really do. It wouldn't surprise me to see them get knocked out. In their, you know, in the conference semi-final stage, because they they will have missed a week probably. Well, you know, and assuming they win the West, they'll play the winner of the fourth and fifth playoff, right? Yes. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they, you know, having had that week off and the team that's had the playing game, you know, probably a bit more tuned in, it wouldn't entirely surprise me to see them get beaten on that. Well, stage. my point earlier was just look at the weapons that uh, that LA has. I'm not talking about. The big names, like they got Sarvis now. Well, you know, bringing in Wilhelmson was a great find. Um, Juninho's on yeah, fire. Yeah, and it's it's almost a team that's kind of they don't have Chad Barrett. Like, it's like they're it's like they're retooling without they're Thank retooling you. without rebuilding. They're re they're Yes. Re Very good. Um, do you guys take a look at how many games Philadelphia? Has left to play. They have, they have, they have only played like, twenty six games. So yeah. They have eight games left, so they are sitting in between on the table. They are sitting in between 
two teams that have been mathematically eliminated in Toronto and in New England, and yet Philadelphia, at 27 points, still has a chance of making the playoffs. And uh, but let's but let's be honest here and look at who they're playing, Hank. Yeah. Columbus. So. Chicago. Well, hold on. You skipped Houston. Oh, Houston. No, they lose it. They're, they're playing D.C. United, Houston. They're playing the best teams right. in the East until they get to New England. D.C. United, Houston, oh. Columbus, <laughs> Chicago, New England, Houston, Sporting KC, New York. They take no points away from that. They, yeah, I'm, I think Philadelphia. They'll probably that. beat New England. Well, I was, I was, I I was trying to find a, find a silver lining there for you, Hank. Well, thanks, but I'm being optimistic. It's at, it's at PPL part. And and do they beat probably... Chivas indirectly, just out of principle? Even though they don't play them. No, I think they don't play them. I think they probably did beat Chivas just looking at them. But yeah, they don't get points for that. Um, yeah, I don't. While it's a great storyline, and that would be awesome. I don't think it matters, and that's uh, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see if if they can step up because I mean, you know Danny Cruz is playing really well for them right now. If they can get Freddie Adu on the same page, this you know, they they might be able to you know make a run, and that might be a good story for them. It would be fun to see. That would mean Freddie Adu actually doing something worthwhile without throwing his toys out the ground for whatever reason. Speaking of Freddie, can you guys clue me on what happened on the Twitter a few weeks back with him and Alexi? Somehow I missed all of it. Um, oh, yeah, that was funny. Um, that last, I think, at the half. Apparently, time. Alexi called Freddie a tool. <laughs> and then Grant Wall corroborated. <laughs> no, I, I think it was uh, the halftime of the. Did he use some kind of parabola to, to right, corroborate? Yes, he used a big parabola. Okay. No, seriously, what happened? <laughs> well, I was trying to explain. You people keep interrupting me. Sorry, sorry, Mister Englishman. I know, right? It's we'll let the we'll let the guy with the accent. That there was uh, the the uh, NBC, I think, game um, a couple of weeks ago at halftime. Lalas was coming on, and he was talking about Adu, saying how he hadn't done what he was supposed to have done in in Philadelphia, and he wasn't sure if there was some kind of behind the scenes thing. And uh, Adu jumped on Twitter and said, "Let's all bow down to Lalas, the greatest American player ever." Mark's gone anyway, so I don't know why I'm talking right. about this. That's okay. Keep telling the story. Uh, um, which was kind of childish. And I think that speaks to a dude's problem in general because he's a kid. And, you know, I think sometimes we forget how old he says he is. <laughs> um, but he acts like he's 17 still. Um, you know, he's a professional soccer player. He shouldn't be getting involved with people who are retired, especially when for all of Lalas's faults. He's been there and done that. It's, you know, not just in MLS, in other places in the world as well. And I, I think he probably could do a lot worse than listen to some people talking to him rather than just assuming that they don't know anything about anything. And, and he's Mark, right. we're not going to tell you what was said. You have to listen to the show. Okay. Extra download, score. I'm so happy I downloaded, I bought the new iPhone. I can't wait. This thing's dying on me. Yeah, I gotta get the new one too. It'd be great. I'm psyched. Yeah, I'm more excited about the OS. Actually, I don't have the antenna problems you guys do or the coverage problems. Yeah, whatever. Um, I don't heard anything from Sarah today. Uh, Sarah's on assignment. Okay. What does on assignment actually mean? Is that just euphemism for isn't coming, or is she actually yeah, a Mark, coach? I will hang up on you. Uh, it, it's whatever it's so whatever you want it to mean. You guys are, you the four of you are all in the same text group text message that I send out, and the three of you respond. So <laughs> she is on assignment. I do. I did speak with her on her birthday the other day, though. My poor lovely sir. And I, I don't. I don't say that with any malice or discontent in my voice. I I love her to death. No. No, I know, but we like to give her a hard time. Yeah, so to speak. She is the you know the talent, as we say. Yeah. It's just but funny. It's just funny now. if you guys if if people knew the conversations that we had before the show started last year about what she wanted to do, and she was so excited. It's kind of <laughs> ironic, you know. Sadly, ironic, funny. You know? Well, I remember the one show that she did. I think it was uh, 
one of the earlier episodes where she did uh, did the show from the back of the car. Yeah, she was so she yeah, was so dedicated. Was <laughs> she was driving. She was driving from holding out the iPhone like this. Driving from LA to Las Vegas. She was in the in the back seat of a car in Death Valley, not with two not, not the first time she'd been videotaped in the back seat of a car. First show, people. Oh, yeah. whatever. That's good stuff. <laughs> She's not gonna hear. What's she gonna do? She's not that known in the right. show, is she? So. I'll text her right now. I just made a remark about you in a car with a camera. <laughs> okay, so a month ago. Predictions. Yes. San Ho- San Jose, well, Chicago. Who's, who's I still stick win? to it. Yes. Really? LA, New York. Yeah. I don't know. Did I make a prediction? Was that on that nope, show? Go ahead. Uh, who's still in it? <laughs> Everybody apart from New England and Toronto. Right, right. You go. I'm not telling you. You have to go back and listen to the show. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Kansas City. And Seattle, Seattle, match the Open Cup. Ooh. Yep, Kansas City and Seattle. Ooh, very nice. What about you, Brian? I still stick with San Jose and Chicago. I'd love to see San Jose win it all, though, just because Frank Yallop is an awesome guy. He's, you know, one of those coaches who's been through the uh, the ringer in this league, and uh, he's seen the worst, and he's. he's He's been here's here's an example of a coach given enough time to get it right. You know, he's, yeah, because they were awful at some point last yep. year, weren't they? Even well, the last few years, they've yeah. just been. You know, I remember saying, you know, seeing a couple of really good games. They were a lot like New England were this year. You know, a few years ago, New England couldn't build on any of their their really good wins, but this year, um, I mean, San Jose couldn't build on it. In any of them this year, it's all about the W's. I I seem to th- I, I'm just my 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 theory wins. is that New York and Kansas City will cancel each other out in the playoffs before they get to the finals. I think with with the games that are left and ev- the way things have to play, that the standings are still gonna still have to be settled. And I think Kansas City and New York end up playing each other in the semifinals, conference semifinals. Yeah. And then I'm Dallas like, wins the East. Ah, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that is the only good thing about the playoffs this year is that it is by conference. You can't have that crossover crap. Right. You're going to see nice. that every year now, I think, as well. With with you're going, they're going to keep the unbalanced schedule, even if they even no, even when they get to twenty teams or however many teams they go up to, because you can have the travel that they had last year and. I know when they had the unbalanced yes, schedule come out. Yes, people... you can. Now you can. Yes, you can. All right, Mark, you're uh, wrong. Yes, now you, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> I, I, I like the unbalanced schedule. I said you have Vancouver last year traveled, what, 42,000 miles? It's just too much. This is the league we live in. This is, this is the league we play. And this is the country we live in. These are the geographical concerns we have to overcome. An unbalanced schedule sucks. There's yeah, no I like it. it. I like the unbalanced schedule. I don't want to play San Jose and Chivas and Dallas three times. I want to play New York twice. I want to play Columbus twice. I want to play New England twice. I want to play Philly twice. I want a hot dog. Yeah. No, I want a hamburger. No, I want French fries. <laughs> you you get nothing like it's bowling. You like unbalanced schedule other than the oh it's too far to travel bitch and moan routine you right. can't tell me you enjoy the unbalanced schedule i do what i like that the teams in in the conference in which they play every week i like that those games have more bearing like you look at the running now most of the teams in the east are playing other teams in the east and they all have an, an important bear, a role to play and how they finish i will, I will second in that. the west all the East teams are playing all the East teams as the playoffs race comes to a close. I like that too, but it's um, it's as I'm also with Mark on this. I oh, think Mark's that there gone is a now. He got schedule. so mad he hung up the phone. <laughs> no one's yeah. with Mark. <laughs> I, I am still with Mark in spirit. I think he uh, he is a Mark. Did, Mark didn't uh, really get mad. something up, You can, I think, schedule the season so that you can minimize the travel. You don't necessarily have to go back. 
all the way back to Vancouver for five, you know, every other week. You know, if you if you schedule Vancouver for a three game road trip or a four game road trip, like with um, do northeast, New England, yeah, do Toronto, the northeast, DC. yeah, yeah, do the northeast, and then you know you can do you can even do Houston, Dallas, um, and Kansas City kind of together. Yeah, right? I mean, there is the argument to be made, and that would probably work now with nineteen teams, but. What happens when they have, I don't know, 24 teams? You know, I don't think... Then you're talking real expansion. I think we'll end up, you'll end up seeing um, the true conference things. They won't have enough time in the calendar year to, to have that many games. Yeah. That's I mean, I, I've been saying for years, eventually they'll go to 24 or 32 teams and have four divisions. Two, the, cops, two conferences and two divisions in each. The other thing that they did get this year, and we've seen it the last two, uh, well, this last international break and the next international break coming up in October, um, you know, the Revs have had a couple of weekends off in the middle of the month. You know, they didn't have a game last weekend. They are not going to have a, a game the weekend of October 11th, whatever that is. Um, so it's it's just working out for the, for these uh, a lot of Never teams. Never mind, Mark. You know, they're getting those breaks that they need. Um, and that's because they're not playing 38 games. They're playing 34. Um, I still would rather see them play the, well, the, even the 36 games against the eight, their 18 opponents. Um, but that's me and Mark, apparently. I want a balanced schedule. <laughs> we know. I want, to see, I, I want to see every team an equal amount of times. Is that a okay? Read? I shall just... fold your concerns on right. Don Garber. Did you just rewind what he said before and play it again? <laughs> oh man, I'm with you, Mark. I'm with you, pal. I mean, I I see the, the the arguments for it. I just don't think they're strong enough to actually make it happen. And I like the unbanned schedule. But I think I it might just be me. It's, it's, it's manufactured what rivalry. Well, I, I think so. Much, it's calling I, it's, the Super Classic. A lot of it is manufactured rivalry. I would rather play New York twice than Chivas three times. You don't want those nine points? Or do they I do, do but I would rather get them off New York. I'd rather get six <laughs> of them off New York. I mean, to be fair, that game last year in LA, the uh, LA-New York game was brilliant. And I, I think there is a place to have that. The league seemed to have wanted in the past to generate that New York-LA rivalry with the two biggest markets and the teams with the biggest stars. Um, I don't know if just having that event once a year would improve it. I don't really think it will. Um, but I think we're going to have to just agree to disagree, Mark, because clearly you like the balanced schedule and I like the unbalanced schedule, which is interesting. You think that me being from, from England, it would be the other way around. I like the more American style of, of, of schedule than you don't. I know. I, 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 I want a balanced schedule. Everybody plays everybody twice. There's, there's no, oh, we'll get you next. No. you got two games to do with them this year. Get it done. Well, we beat that yep. to death. Next week we'll be discussing the relegation. Um... <laughs> don't get me started on relegation. <laughs> No, I think I think that's good. I think we I think we uh, we have a, a we cast a pretty wide net on the uh, on the playoff situation this week. Yep. And uh, anybody catch that Josie Altador scored a hat trick? I didn't actually. Did really? Today? Yep. Or yesterday? One of them. Is he in second today. division or first division? Altador's in, in our division. Yeah, yeah. In, in first top division. Yeah. First it's surprising if you'd seen the game on Tuesday, you couldn't trap a bag of cement. Yeah. <laughs> that second half, wow! Just those guys were on, like the subs that came on looked like they had been asleep for the entire game up until that all, point. All three of those subs were disastrous, and and I oh. think once the US got in front, there was a real fear of failure. There was, oh wow, we're winning, we need to win, and it becomes a you know where you keep giving the ball away and letting the other team in. Yeah. And having watched England for the past 30 years, I'm also familiar with that. Yes, sir. That was bad. But nice to see them win. Um, we got they, yeah, they had to do it, but... 
Antigua Barbuda followed by Guatemala. So now they got to increase their goal differential against uh, Antigua Barbuda. They need I to know, win. that's what I'm saying, but Big they got to yeah. win. They got <laughs> to score, yeah. score a lot. Need to, they need to increase their goal differential against Guatemala, right? Yeah. So, no, I mean, so that they have more than Guatemala. So you say score a bunch against right. Antigua. Right. Like, pretend they're Scotland. Yeah. Antigua are not bad, are they? They're pretty bad. Bad, bad as Scotland. Um, they were pretty bad. I mean, the uh, the thing is, it's funny because uh, you probably know this. They're the uh, Antigua Barracudas that play yeah. the um, USL or NASL. USL. They uh, finished like, dead last, and they make up uh, the most of the team for the uh, Antigua Barbuda national team, except for like the five guys that play in Europe. And right. Those- Guys are awesome, <laughs> and they just make all the difference in the world. But um, yeah, so we need to make sure that we uh, make sure those five guys get their luggage stolen or you know bad flights, bad things food. like that, bad food. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I think uh, you know the, theoretically, um, Yanks should qualify. Uh, you know, just if they can win against Guatemala at home and, and they can beat Antigua Barbuda, we're good. Yeah, you're Shrug. in. No problems. Stop your. Then we get Donovan back, which helps. But then ideally, you don't lose at Jamaica to get into this situation. We've never won at Jamaica, though. People forget that. It's, it's you know, we've never lost at Jamaica we ne- until this last time, but we never won at Jamaica either. It's. If you can if you can get a result on the road and qualifying, that's great. If you can't, um, you've just got to make sure you win at home. Now you've got issues where, you know, you've got to get a result on the road against Antigua Barbuda. Fortunately, it's in a place that you should be able to get one, unless you know um, Jack Warner's got his mafia down there, you know, targeting his little revenge plot against the United States for ousting him from FIFA. And Concacaf, etc. But let's now, see. when when Brian and I talked about the U.S. roster two weeks ago, we were both very meh with the lineup in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Is anybody feeling differently now? No, I still feel meh about the lineup. Oh, I I think putting um, Danny Williams in midfield the other day worked really well, it and did. then as soon as he put Ed, put Edu on and put Williams back out to the right. The team just kind of had no kind of rhythm at all. I don't know why he insists on putting Williams out right. That's all he's got. Though. He's got. He, he's got this plethora of a plethora. A parabola. Of Excellent. Central <laughs> parabola, plethora of parabolas. Uh, yes, central midfielders that you know he needs to he needs to be a little bit more diverse in his team selection for next game. I think you can't stock your roster with the same type of player. You know, I can see bringing Maurice to do on because he does have that versatility. He can play center back. We saw him play a little bit of that against Mexico. Did okay. Um, the but the rest of it is you know, if you've got Williams, Beckerman, Adu, Jones, and then there's no room there for any any width. Right. You have to get Bradley in there too, don't you? When he's fit, Bradley in there, and you're going to have to. Um, so you're going to lose one of those guys. You'll probably end up losing, I think, um, Beckerman um, because the Duke can play center back. Right. Uh, but then you've also got Donovan coming back, uh, and so maybe you lose Breck Shea, which I think is bad because I think Breck Shea adds that width that you kind of like to have. Um, he has the width, but he doesn't do a lot with it most times. They, they didn't really, we didn't really see it until late in the games, though. I mean, we actually saw a little bit more. Torres played a lot out on the touchline, which was great. I, um, and we saw a lot more out of Torres than we had in previous games. I still don't think that he starts the next one. He's done. I think he's, you know. He's had enough time and not really produced enough. Right. Now, do we know what Baby Robot's injury is and when we get him back? What's it? And it. Um, that's Michael good. Michael Bradley injured. 
baby room. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> I, that is, I, you know, that is a good one. I will applaud you for that, sir. Baby, baby robot, robot is a good one. I like how baby horse is stuck as well. Quadriceps says upper thigh Ooh. injury. I heard baby. Ooh, I heard baby horse. Well. Somebody referenced her on uh, on Sports Center as baby horse. Yeah, and I only ever heard that called baby horse because of Mark, and then suddenly NBC called Mark, did you, it baby did horse you start well. something here, or did you hear that somewhere? I I don't remember hearing it. The team came up with it. I called her. I called her baby horse because she was kind of gangly, and yet cute. That's why I called her baby horse. I don't know that I started it, but I never heard it before I said it. Yeah, I would let's take, take credit, credit for it. Mark. I've been giving yeah, like, you. Yeah, you did it. Yeah. I know that guy. Pandacock came up. Yeah. Alex Morgan. Yeah, this is the same guy that whose Twitter name is Recasto and Pandacock. Again, we need to help me come up with a better name that is more vanilla. Because, you know, I just can't do it on my own. Uh, yay, yay. I like MOTR soccer. I think that's For middle of the road with. soccer. I think that'll make the people in the front office happy. There you go. I, I, I will. Let's ask them, shall we, Brian? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, would... I don't understand why AC penalizes is a bad thing. I, I must miss the reference. Um, Mark is Hispanic, and he works in lighting in Southern California. Right. Southern Cal. See, I don't get the whole Bina thing. I don't it's know a, that. I'm not familiar with that as an episode. Yeah, it's. I'm aware that it is, but I don't know who to. To Hispanic I'm people. Hispanic. <laughs> but I honestly have. People I cherish my ignorance of those kind of things. Migrant farmers that work in bean right. fields. Referred to as beaners. And we are not. We uh, before uh, the the three people that listen that send us any cards or letters or tweets. <laughs> three people. <laughs> um. <laughs> We're just explaining Mark's Twitter name. We're not starting a race war, so that's next right. week. Next. See, I don't, I don't think we have time for it today. No, I think we're good. Come back after these messages, and we'll see what we can do. Well, well, we, we just got uh, for Mark. That's all you could say. Uh, it's hot. Start a new contest. So let's come up with. Uh, Let's ask our listeners to come up with new Twitter handles for all of us. Why don't you show what we have now, and then we can... Well, Chris already has bald cat guy. That could <laughs> yeah, but he has to that give away be. his cats, though. Two of them. Only two of them. He's still Only got two one. Of them. I'm going to have one. And I've always wanted to get another one and call it Schrodinger. There you go, Schrodinger's cat. Yeah. See, I'm glad someone got the reference. You could have Schrodinger's human. That would be yes. It. Yeah, but I now need a box to get into. <laughs> Don't do it, Mark. <laughs> Why are you getting rid of your cats? Are you um, woman? Because they're my step cats, and I'm uh, giving them back to my ex. Did you just okay. refer to your cats as your step cats? All right, I'm <laughs> yeah, going to the plugs. Right. You guys can do this when the mics are off. <laughs> hey, Chris, my offer still stands. I'll take her out. Oh, well, I, I, may, I may have to.
Judgment. You're no longer muted, Mark. Hi. Hey, we're here. Hi. <laughs> Hi, everybody. We just had a very interesting. Uh, I know. I know. That's about... why. I, that's why I continue to talk while, while the bugs are up. Salmon fishing in Yemen. And if you watch now, you see as I'm putting my headphones back on. As we come back from the plugs. Uh, gentlemen, is there anything that I left out that I did not plug or mention for your respective shows or podcasts? Uh, no. Yeah, you didn't. I like Yeah, yeah. Mark loves llamas. That's what you need. You need a. You need like a llama. That's what you need, Mark. You need to be like some form of llama soccer. You need to be like kid friendly with like this cartoon llama playing soccer. With with visible tentacles. Right. Like. With like, a, with like a very Joe, Joe Camel penis nose. Yeah, there you go. Penis nose. Hank and I are saying the same thing. <laughs> Something very subversive. Like it's a, it's a, that's a llama. But Mr. Via is obviously testicles. No, it's a llama. It's kid friendly. Those are his kneecaps. Okay. No, 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 no. We leave that to, to Ballard. I'm telling you that if you come, <laughs> see what I did there, shiny object to Mark, and I got Chris, what do you want to look at? I'm just telling you, instead of being middle of the road, if you're a llama soccer and you're trying to write, trying to write, you know, like a faux soccer, faux soccer website, that'd be great. Soccer from the subungulate view. And if you do go with llama, there's all this great material. You can maybe get some sound bites from the Emperor's New Groove. Yes. Excellent llama yes. movie. Fact, I think it's true. the only llama movie, but it's isn't an, it the only llama movie? Yeah. <laughs> so there's true. There was a two-headed llama in Doctor Doolittle. The original one. Soccer from the Subungulate yeah. View. Yeah, the Push Me Pull You. That was an excellent one. Yeah. Not technically a llama, though. So there's uh, so there's, so there's a lot for you to think about, Mark. Maybe we just solved your problem. We haven't solved it. Well, yeah, like okay, maybe we've just created a smaller problem. Or just another hmm. small problem. Like walking around spitting on people. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be fun. Work on it. Yeah, I'll work on it. So there you go. There's something to think about. That's all I have, gentlemen. Well, it's always been a you know, it's always been a pleasure. Let's and it try. Still let's don't again. You patronized me to start. Now you've completed the circle and you've patronized me at the end. Hate you for that. I have to go. Well played. That word means. Um. It's probably next to parabola. Right, or, or torsion. <laughs> <It's> pretty... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go play with my yes, parabola yeah, right now. Was, and, and develop torsion. I know where you're going. Um, that's it, gentlemen. Thank you again for your time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week on Top of the Table. And Sarah Wilson will continue to be on assignment. She's like Dan Rather. She is. It's kind she of like Dan Rather. Oh, geez, to Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs>